0: You're listening to episode number 25 of the Body You Crave podcast, the one where we talk about time and all of our drama that goes along with it. I'm Master at Life and Weight Loss Coach Jillian Lama, and you're listening to the Body You Crave podcast, where you'll learn how to end emotional eating, lose excess weight, and feel amazing in your body. No cheating required. Keep listening, and I'll show you how. Hey, hey, welcome back. I'm so excited to dive into this topic because naturally this is an obstacle and a challenge that I face and it comes up for me. It came up for me just last week. (laughs) And so it's something that I want to focus on because we've had family in town. We had my son's birthday this weekend or his party and we had a great time, but it was also filled with a lot of kind of out of the normal routine type of activities. There was extra shopping, extra grocery shopping, meal prep, cooking, planning, all these things, and even just getting to relax and hang out and enjoy and spend time with family, especially those who came out of town. So we all have time. It's all going to be about what are we doing with our time, getting smarter with how we're using it, and just getting really intentional and focused. I want to talk about time in a new way, right? We can talk about systems and how do we manage the logistics of time, which we'll touch on here. But I also want to talk about our thoughts about time and the mindset that we have about time, because that's the first place. That's where we really have to start if we want to then implement a system effectively. And so many people out there are teaching you, you know, how to be more productive and how to get more done and how to do this. But if your thoughts about time don't change, you will never take the action. So, if all day long, all month, all week, I keep telling myself, I don't have any time, I don't have enough time, if I'm just surrounding myself with these kinds of thoughts, I am not going to take the action that I want to be taking. I'm not going to be creating a realistic plan for my time. I'm going to be overscheduling myself, and then I'll be beating myself up, wondering why I can't get more done, only to wind up eating cookies and cake and pastries at the end of the night because I'm trying to seek a sense of relief, right? This is what leads to emotional eating. And this is how it's all tied, because it's not just time for weight loss and how do we create a system for weight loss that works with our lifestyle and our schedule, but it's also how are our thoughts about time and our thoughts about our day, then creating that trigger and that catalyst to emotionally eat later at night. We've got to first start with our thoughts about time. And so many of us are in time drama. We are in time scarcity. I don't have any time. I don't have enough time. I wish I had time for that. A lot of times that's what our brain actually sees as truth. When we are thinking that and we're telling ourselves that, it's not that we are trying to find an excuse or shirk things off. Like that is truly what our brain has convinced us is a fact. It is 100% true that I just don't have time. Like I can't see it. I don't know where it's happening. I don't know where it can come from. And so it's really interesting. One of my mentors had said, your brain can't solve a problem that itself has created. So if I have created a problem with time, I, unless I get really intentional and I can look at it from this higher level and this higher place, I cannot solve for that place of time because I have created the problem of time and not having enough. I need somebody else's brain. I need somebody to pull me up and to pull out who can see that 30,000 foot view and to see like. Provide this new perspective, these new lens, these new ways of looking at things. And so this is why it's important that we really look at what are my thoughts about time. Time during the holidays, time to, you know, time spent with family, time traveling, work time, time for weight loss, time for, you know, maybe it's exercise, time for family, time to meal prep, right? We've got to start to look at what are are all the thoughts? What am I telling myself about time and being able to do something? because what I've noticed is that when I don't have enough in one area, that's often a trickle and it's going to seep through in other areas of life. So if I don't have enough time, if I keep telling myself I don't have enough time, I'm likely also telling myself things like, well, I don't have enough money or I am not enough. And until I have enough and I have and I I do enough, then I am not enough. So we see this like this little like path of enoughness that we're walking down and we're trying to be enough and we're trying to seek that why being thin enough, smart enough, pretty enough, um doing enough. Like there's this common thread that runs through it. And so we just want to start to notice these common threads, these patterns. Now this might be a bit a bit deep in the weeds here for some of you, but I just want to introduce you to this this pattern and this way of approaching things of we need to start to look at how we do one area? How do we start to show up and be enough and tell ourselves that I have enough time, I have enough money, and then just get clear on how am I using it? Where am I using it? What's a priority for me and what's not? Because both with time and with money, we, we're going to pay for what we want, whether it's with time or it's with money. Like we are going to put both of those resources into practice and we're going to put them where we prioritize things. And so it's really interesting, too, when we think about time and money, we'll pay one way or the other, right? Like I can pay to have food made and ready for me and prepped, or I can pay with my time and do that myself. And so it's always about finding this balance in terms of do you want to pay with time or do you want to pay with money? And so it doesn't have to be a problem, right? I have to remind myself I can pay for this with time or with money. How do I choose to pay for it? So I'm not making it a problem that I'm paying with time. I'm not making it a problem that I'm paying with money. I, ch- I recognize, though, that there is that trade-off. And sometimes we, we're going to have one over the other. We need to be very careful when we try to tell ourselves things like, well, I don't have time and I don't have money. And we want to start to bust that myth, basically. That's what we want to do is we really want to deconstruct this thought because it's not serving you. It's not serving you with money. It's not serving you with time. It's not serving you in hitting your goals, whatever those might be, weight loss or something else. And so I had a friend who reminded me of deployment math. And it was really funny because I hadn't thought about this concept in years. But she was talking about it. She was like, you know, so let me back up here. I was... uh, I will raise my hand and say, I was complaining that I don't have enough time this month. The month just seems to be going right by. It's like people are coming to visit. It's the baby's birthday. It's his party. We've got more family in to visit. It's Thanksgiving. Like i got all these things. We're getting the condo up and rented. So I'm driving back and forth, trying to make sure everything gets squared away there. And I just keep, t- I, for a while, there was a week where I was probably telling myself, I don't have time. I don't have time. I don't have time. And it was easy to gloss over the entire month with a handful of big things, right? And so it was like when I was telling her the schedule and I was like, you know, I'll go, you know, the this family member, they're leaving on this day. And then my dad is coming three days later and then he leaves. And then, well, now we've got a couple of days, but then it's Thanksgiving. And I was just kind of like glossing over like almost a week at a time. Or instead of getting really clear and focused on, what are the commitments? What are the priorities? Just kind of lumping them all and saying, well, now this week is shot. Now this month is shot. It's like, it's not, nothing's going to happen. And so it was November 9th, November 9th. And I was like, well, this week or this month is basically gone. I can't do anything. I can't get it done. I don't have any time. And my brain saw it as true. It was very factual when I was complaining about this. And she was like, whoa, 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 let's back up (laughs) because you are using some deployment math here, which can be helpful. So when your husband is deployed and you're counting down the days until he comes back. So in the military, when when a spouse would deploy, so like mine deployed in January a few years ago, And so he left in January and then it was like, all right, we just got to get through these like bigger humps and these bigger obstacles and then, or not obstacles, but these like timeframes. And it's like, once you hit one of these milestones, that's the word I'm looking for. Once you hit this milestone, now it's like, okay, now there's just, Three more milestones left. So the beginning of the year, they leave. And you're like, okay, this is fine. I can make it. You get to like Valentine's Day and you're good. I was able to go visit him in Spain. We were able to meet up and do a little week together. And so it was like, all right, I've got that to look forward to in April. And then you get home early April. Well, now it's only a few more weeks until like Memorial Day. And then we've got the summer. And then, you know, you basically have one month and then it's the 4th of July. And then, you know, you've got a couple, you know, those two months of summer, Labor Day, sweet. And then he's going to be home in October, right? And it's like, you get through this and you're like, it's really not that long. It's not that far away. You know, you get to be like April and you're like, oh yeah, no, it's not that bad. We just got these these milestones to look for. And hey, it's just a few more weeks until this. It's just a few more weeks until this. And before you know it, he's going to be back. And so that's, that's our deployment math. And it works with keeping things in perspective and not feeling overwhelmed or like it's so far away and I can't do it or I don't want to do it or you just being bitter and angry and resentful. And so she was saying, you know, don't deployment math away your month. <laughs> and I was like, oh, oh my gosh, that's exactly what I was doing. I was looking at these little like milestones and feeling like, well, there was no time in between. And so while that concept can help you in certain circumstances. When we want to get things done and we have goals that we're achieving or pursuing, that's not gonna be very helpful. And so I recognized how quickly I, my brain had jumped on this bandwagon of, I don't have time and here's why, without getting into the details and specifics of, no, 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 let's let's back up. Okay, so let's say family members leave on Sunday. Well, now I have Monday, Tuesday, and my dad comes in late Wednesday, so I actually have almost three full days and then he's here for two. So that now he's in for two days. And then I have the weekend. Now we have that following week. We have Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday before Thanksgiving. Now we have Friday through the weekend. Like, it, right, it's like we, I'm letting one or two days blow up my entire month. And I find that this is something that's very easy for us to do. And it's really easy for us to do when it comes to weight loss as well. Not just with, you know, how much time do I have to um, be working or finishing projects or you know, whatever it might be, whatever our goals are, but it's easy to look at weight loss and tell ourselves, "Well, I don't have time." Look at all these events; it's too hard to lose weight during the holidays, and we we do the same thing with food. And it's like because of a couple of days throughout the year, especially towards the end of this year, we're like, we want to just blow it off and say, "Screw it, I'll start again in January." So because of Halloween, and then that first week of November, there's still. Halloween candy. It's now November 15th when I'm recording this. You likely still may have Halloween candy in your house, right? So it's like we've got at least a week of Halloween candy. Then maybe there's a little holiday trip. Maybe you're doing something for Veterans Day. There may be, you know, going out of town. Maybe there's an anniversary or a birthday. Then we have Thanksgiving. Then we have holiday parties. And most of us are probably going to a few, whether they're for friends or family or at the office, right? There's often multiple parties that we're, you know, we're wanting to attend. And because they're scattered throughout the week, throughout the month of November and December, we now tend to write off the entire time. And we just tell ourselves, well, I don't have time. It's too hard. It's like it's not worth it. I I can't lose weight. I've got these parties. I've got these events. I don't want to miss out. And we have a big fear of missing out. We have a big fear that if I'm not drinking or if I'm not eating certain foods or if I'm not fully partaking in all of this because it's free or because, you know, whatever excuse we're giving ourselves, that somehow we're missing out. And so we really want to start to unwind and unravel this wheel and this like ball of yarn thoughts (laughs) that we have around what's required for weight loss, around things like time, around things like missing out, around things like um, social activities and events and what it means if you're not drinking or if you're the only one not drinking or what does it mean if the food is free and you're choosing not to eat or if somebody else, you know, like if somebody else is paying for it, you know, a lot of times the mentality is, well, you better get your money's worth. You better eat up. You better drink all that you can. Instead of really looking at this as, hey, no, this is just like any other day. This is like any other time I can get value and enjoyment and pleasure out of this. There's nothing wrong with enjoying my food, but I don't have to binge. I don't have to stuff myself. I don't have to overeat to the point where I like, can't unbutton my pants or can't button my pants. So this is like the mindset aspect of we want to look at time. We want to look at what compounding factors around time that we're using as this excuse or justification not to start or to let things get in the way and really get clear and honest with ourselves about what is truly required. So there's a difference between creating time and finding time. So, and that's one thing that a lot of people will look at is, well, how do I find time? Tell me how to find the time. Where do you find the time? And that's something where you don't find time. You create time. You make time. You prioritize time. And we just have to go back again to that priority and those aspects of it has certain things will be a priority. Everything cannot be a priority. We have to pick and choose. Even looking at my week and what do I want to get done this week? There are three core projects that I want to work on. I realistically can accomplish one. Even though all three of them are a priority, it's not realistic given that the blocks of time that I have to work to get all three of them done. I'm going to have to get a little creative. I'm going to have to start working a little bit earlier, a little bit later in the night. I'm going to have to start doing some things a little differently to get to kind of manage my time and look at what can I do? Where can I fit this in? But I'm not just going to magically find it. It doesn't just magically appear. I'm going to have to create it. I'm going to have to be intentional and I'm going to have to be really honest with those times when I block off time to do something, to do a task, and then I don't want to do it and I find myself procrastinating, Or my new favorite, which I've caught on, is procrastinating. cleaning. <laughs> so really noticing, like catching myself and when we can get really clear and focused on like, oh, you know, I typically will procrastinate snack in the afternoon with something sweet so I can be onto myself whenever I'm reaching for something sweet in the afternoon. I can look at and pause and say, oh. Am I procrastinating on something? Am I pushing something off? Do I feel overwhelmed? Do I not know where to get started? What's really going on here? When it comes to the cleaning, I can look at, oh, where do I want to tidy up and organize and do the dishes and vacuum? And, oh, you know, like I was looking at the stairs and I was like, oh, I haven't vacuumed these stairs in a few weeks. Like I really ought to do that. When I had work time blocked off and I have to be Mindful and like there's an urge there to procrastinate. There's an urge to want to tidy up and clean. There's an urge that I, you know, may want to scroll through Facebook or Instagram. And I have to recognize and allow that, yes, there's that desire, but I blocked off this time specifically for, you know, XYZ, the podcast being one of them. So this is just all about how do we start to recognize the patterns that we get ourselves into and start to think differently about time? How do we create more time? And so one of the aspects here is we need a simple process. We need to create a process for weight loss that feels easy and that's easy to implement in your own life. That's why I teach five basics. We move our body. We eat when we're hungry. We stop at satisfied. We drink our water. We get sleep and we make a plan. And so part of this planning, this daily planning, we can apply now to the holidays and we can start looking at realistically how many days, how many days am I going to be out shopping? How many days do I have parties or events? How many days am I going to be traveling or maybe I'm out of town? Right. And really start to look at what is all the space in between? Because even if I'm traveling somewhere, like I think about Thanksgiving Day, we're going to drive an hour and a half away for Thanksgiving. It's not that far away, but I could, Probably very easily block off like the entire day or the entire next day and just be like, well, we're traveling that day. So the entire day is out the window when really it's like, "Mm, no, I don't think so. (laughs) You know, like, "Eh, actually, if I'm really honest with myself, if we spend the night over at my sister-in-law's Thursday night, we'll get up Friday morning, probably have some coffee, get on the road and we're going to be home well before noon. We still have like an entire day. The whole day is not blown. Right, So it's, it's really just being honest with what do we have going on. And so we need, to, we need to have a plan. We need to be clear. like I need to be clear on you know, what am I doing when. And so having a monthly plan and having this like month at a glance type of calendar can be really helpful for this. I also like having weekly plans. That way I know where the space is. That way I know if I have two hours to work today, Okay, what needs to get done? I'm not going to run through my to do list of like 15 items. No, I need to be, I need to prioritize and look at what really needs to get done and how, how am I going to use these two hours to the best of my ability? And then when problems arise, because problems will always arise and nothing is ever set in stone and perfect and, you know, 100%, we learn how to be flexible. So today I had my calendar and my map of like the day of of the hours and everything that I was going to do. And I felt really good about it. And then my husband's car wouldn't start this morning. So I noticed the other night I had, I drove it, I got gas. And then when I was starting it again, after I'd gotten gas, I noticed it had a little bit of a hard time turning over. So I told Zach about it. We hadn't we haven't driven it in a few days, and so I am guessing it might just be the battery. I don't know. AAA is going to come later and hopefully help me solve this. But he ended up taking my car, so now there's this extra task and this extra issue because I have an event I want to go to tonight. So we had kind of this small window of trade off with the baby, anyways. But now I'm out of a vehicle, so now I'm thinking, all right, now how, now what do I do? Right, like instead of having this other second two-hour block of time where the babysitter was going to be here where I could be working, now I have to go and take care of the car. and She may not end up coming. We'll see what ends up happening. But this is something where I just have to look at it and say, okay – now I may only have two hours guaranteed instead of four. What is, what can I do? What's the most important thing? What's going to help me feel more put together and more like collected and calm? Making sure that we have food is always an important one, like food that is cooked. And then looking at what is most urgent, right? Like tomorrow afternoon, I can tidy up. I can still clean tomorrow. I can still vacuum tomorrow. I can still do all these things. I don't have to do all the laundry today. You know, I don't have to fold all the clothes. So really just getting clear on what are all the tasks that are on my list, things that I want to get done essentially by like Wednesday evening. Right. And it's Monday morning. I ha- I can look and see where can I fit in these blocks of time. And it's really important, too, with when you've got young kids at home, especially, but I think kids of any age, that we give them some good quality time, like some one-on-one playtime or time where we're engaging with them, talking with them. Maybe we're reading a book. We're playing with a toy. We are stacking blocks like Caleb is one we can't, like he does not like to sit through my stories and my books, but we can play in stack blocks and, you know, do some different things together. We can have fun and giving him that quality time and, and that intentional time I put on the calendar too. sometimes the mommy and Caleb time is going for a walk. Sometimes the mommy and Caleb time is playing in the living room or in his loft. He got this new th- like toy for his birthday where it's this like inflatable tunnel system with balls and things. He's kind of scared of it <laughs> right now, but we've got a variety of different things and activities and stuff that we can do. And so it, and that that changes, it fluctuates, but I've noticed that if I want to be able to take some time to go and Do things around the house, like if I want to be able to tidy up, if I spend even just 10 or 15 minutes with him playing and engaging and giving him that attention, it makes it easier. He's then good to go and play on his own for a little while. And so I can then go and get something done, whether it's something around the house or it's something on the computer, I can start to look at where do I put this in, making sure that there is quality time before his nap, that there's quality playtime before I want a block of time to work. And then just looking at what needs to happen when he's sleeping versus when he's playing. Like, can I write a social media post or write an email while he's playing? It it may be a little, I may be a little distracted at that point. It might not come out the most efficiently, but it's easier to do that than to record a podcast or to like record a workshop or, you know, like I have to be honest about what can I do? where he's around and active and playing versus what's better when he is sleeping. That way I can start to then prioritize my time in this way, right? So we just want to start to look at, you know, okay, if we've got commute time, we want to look at when are we showering and getting ready? Where are we at work? How long is our lunch break? How can we utilize and optimize these things? I love listening to different podcasts and videos and trainings or past coaching replays or these, you know... I do like all my personal development, self-development when I'm walking or when I'm in the car. So really looking at how do you optimize this time? And then also giving yourself some like free space to where you don't have to be listening to something. You don't have to be consuming. Giving yourself time to unwind, to relax, to just enjoy the moment, to enjoy nature. You know, it's a beautiful time of year. This, right now, throughout most of the country, how much are you sitting back and enjoying things? Okay, back to weight loss, though. So when it comes to creating a process, though, that's simple, right? What I teach is that we don't need a ton of extra time in order to do this. Like, you do not need to go to the gym and exercise. You do not need to go for a run. What's important is that we're moving our body in a way that feels good. And that might be movement by cleaning the house, movement by walking the dogs, movement going for a bike ride. It doesn't have to be anything set in stone. It might be a Zumba class or a yoga class. So much of that is online these days, too, to where we can really fit it into just about any time of our day. So looking at what makes sense for you, how do you move your body? Listening to when you're hungry and stopping at Satisfied, it's free. You could start doing that today, right? Like drinking more water. Going to bed, sleeping, that's going to help you, both of those, sleep and water are going to help regulate your hunger and satiety. So by by bringing all of these together, you've now got a system that does not take you any extra time. We're going to get intentional with what do I want to eat? What do I want to eat more of? What do I want to eat less of? To where nothing is ever off limits. It's never a, oh, I can I can't eat that. I shouldn't eat that. I'm bad if I eat that. We just want to start to look at, okay, I want to get in more vegetables. I want to get in more fruit. I want to get in more olive oil or avocado. I want to get in more of this and less of those. So I eat less ice cream. I eat less protein bars, but I still eat them. I'm just going to choose to eat less of them. And that gets my brain on board with not feeling deprived, with not feeling scarce. And now I don't have to binge because I know that I can have it any day that I want it. So it's all about creating a system, creating a process that works for you. And if you don't have a system, if you don't have a process for weight loss that works, where you can lose the weight and keep it off all throughout your life, all throughout different phases, different times, whether you are moving, changing jobs, like it, regardless of the circumstances, regardless of the holidays coming up, that you have a process and a system that you can follow. If you don't have that, then come talk to me. Let's chat because it is easier than you think. We've just got it stuck in our brains that it has to be hard, it has to be restrictive, that this is the only way things can work. And there is so much more freedom at play here. And you do not have to spend your entire holidays telling yourself that you don't have time for this, that you don't have time to pursue your goals, to be working towards your goals and your dreams. Like don't wait until January. Get you can get started now. It's only going to be harder come January when you've thrown everything out the window and said, screw it, and been eating your face off all season long. So we want to look for where are the possibilities, where are the openings, and it's not going to be perfect, but at least it gives me this intentionality. I originally thought that I might have some time yesterday, and I ended up not. I thought maybe I would have some time tomorrow afternoon. I'm not going to have that time, most likely. Okay, it's, it's possible, but it's most likely I'm not going to have that. That's okay, right? I can just start to get intentional with, all right, I thought maybe I would have 12 hours to work this week. I now have eight that are guaranteed. What do I want to do with these eight? How do I be the most specific and intentional with this time? So when you're looking at your weeks or you're looking at your days, you really start to see like, okay, where can I fit this in? Maybe it's going for a walk early in the morning. Maybe it's, you know, using your lunch break to do something. We we start to get creative. We look for possibilities because we've stopped telling ourselves that we don't have time. I have time. And there are going to be times when I also have to focus on certain things because that's a priority instead of others. Like I might, I really want to work on my, my podcast. I want to work on my workshops. I want to work on, you know, writing and different marketing material. I want to work on, you know, different copy and images. And like, there are things that I want to be doing today instead of working on the car, instead of figuring out why it won't start. But the car is also a priority. And there's going to be times where I'm going to have to do what needs to get done first and then go back to what I really want to do and trust that I can make it happen and that I don't have to do it all, but I can get really smart and strategic and think through like, what is the most important thing that I can be doing? If you have 30 minutes t- today, I guarantee everybody has 30 minutes somewhere. How do you want to be spending that, that time? What makes the most sense for you? Maybe it's journaling. Maybe it's moving your body some way. Maybe it's meal prep and, and making sure that you've got a good, healthy lunch to take with you to work tomorrow. Maybe it's picking up groceries so that you have food in the house to cook. Right? Like, really think about, like, what is the one piece? What's the one step? What's the one thing you want to do today? It doesn't have to be a lot. We can look for that one thing. And if you get more done, great. But let's start with One. And work on one, because I guarantee you start with one. It's this compounding habit. Remember, like these tiny, powerful little habits compound over time. And we create these really incredible results. But we have to get consistent. We have to stop telling ourselves that it's not good enough, that this is too small. It's not going to matter. One thing isn't enough. It can't possibly work. It has to be hard. I have to go all in. It has to be difficult. Or just that it is difficult. <laughs> that, that also comes up. But really look at look at your schedule, look at your month, look at your week and make a realistic plan. Don't make a diet plan with your time. I was doing this all last year. I would make a plan because I thought that I should be working 40 hours a week and I was only getting like 36 and I was like, oh my gosh, I need to move stuff around and fit it in and time block here. And I would make these unrealistic diet plans with my schedule and then I would never follow them. I'd fall off somewhere midweek, Tuesday, Wednesday, maybe. And then I would try to get back on, but a lot of times my brain was probably telling me, well, why bother? Let's start again next week. And I just kept thinking, I just need to try harder. Instead of changing the plan, I just kept telling myself, well, I just need to try harder. I need to try again. I can really do this. I can get in, you know, 32 or 36 hours a week. I can get close to 40. I can do this. And there's nothing wrong with wanting to try again, with wanting to, you know, see if you can challenge yourself but I wasn't, but my time wasn't being planned realistically. So of course I couldn't stick with it. And then of course it felt defeating midweek. So really looking at, am I making a realistic plan for the month? Am I making a realistic plan for the week or for the day? Do I need more white space? Do I need, do I need more white space on my calendar? Do I need, you know, extra a break in mid-afternoon? Do I want to take a break for lunch and not do anything? Do I want to have my commute time that's, you know, just me and, you know, thinking and relaxing and decompressing? Really, you know, give yourself that permission to structure it in and not feel like everything has to be back-to-back. You can say no to things. Don't feel pressured to say yes to everything. But d- decide why you're saying yes and why you're saying no. You know, don't say no from a place of, well, I don't know. I don't want to make people mad or I don't want to piss anybody off or it feels really uncomfortable. Really look at why are we saying yes and no to these things, to family events, to holidays, to food. So if you are not yet in the Body You Crave community on Facebook, make sure you come and join us. This week, we are talking all about how to eat when we are truly hungry. And how to listen for signs, how to listen for excuses and justifications that tell us that we should be eating when we're not hungry. And next week, we're going to be talking all about how to stop at enough, which for many people, especially around Thanksgiving, is not does may not feel easy. For some of us, maybe that thought will give us permission, but we want to look at why are we continuing to eat beyond the point of being satisfied? Is it that I don't want to waste it? Is that I don't like leftovers? Is it that somebody else is paying for it? We've got to start to get clear on all those excuses and justifications because we can waste the food in the trash or we can waste it on our ass. Those are our options. Either way, we can be, quote, wasting food. But what if you thought about the value of food differently? This is what we're going to be diving into and talking about. So join us in the group. It's going to be super fun. And yeah, I hope you all have a great week leading into the week of Thanksgiving we are now i mean it is it is holiday season people are putting up trees our tree just went up yesterday people are decorating the outside of their houses some of the lights have gone up so it's been super fun doing uh, some evening walks with the dogs lately and you know this is this is a time when we want to you know relax and enjoy we want to experience the season and sometimes we need to slow down and trust that we can slow down without going in the wrong direction, that it doesn't mean that we are, you know, going in the opposite direction, but that we can just take it easy and it doesn't have to be this long-term detrimental thing that sometimes by slowing down it allows us to speed up. I, I don't know if you've heard this analogy but you've got to slow down in order to speed up and so in order to move faster and move in the direction that we want we have to take this time to reflect and to really get honest about things like time and things like money and our thoughts about it and how that can lead towards emotional eating at the end of the night because we feel stressed from the day and not getting enough done or because we feel like we've let someone down or there's too much to do or we can't relax. And so then the only way that we can relax or take a break is if we justify it with food. Well, it's my lunch break. Well, it's my snack break. Well, it's my smoke break. We often justify a break or this temporary pause with some other kind of food, alcohol substance. So really just start to look for these patterns, start to bring some awareness. And this may not be your favorite time of year, and that's okay too, but this is my favorite time of year. And so I'm being very intentional about how do I slow down and how do I savor, how do I enjoy, and how do I say no in a way that feels good to me and to prioritize time on the things that I want to be spending time on. I can't do everything. Everything cannot be a priority. And even when we have a top three things that we may want to get done this year or this month or today we still have to pick a number one. What is the most important thing? So for you to make weight loss easier, the most important thing that you can do today, this week, this month is going to be to practice eating when you are hungry and stopping at satisfied. That is one thing that you can start to implement immediately. You don't need more time. We just need to start thinking about time differently and we have to start paying attention If you would like some help navigating the holidays, looking at how you can lose weight this holiday season, and really jump into January feeling refreshed and renewed and with momentum, then I would love to chat. So you can book a a free discovery call at bodyyoucrave.com forward slash schedule, and you'll find a day and time on my calendar that works best for you. And we'll spend an hour really looking at where are you right now? Where do you want to be in six months? Where you going to be in 12 months? And then looking at what are the obstacles and the challenges getting in your way. And I'll show you exactly how to bust through them, what the roadmap looks like to losing the weight and keeping it off in a way that feels good for you and that works with your lifestyle, as well as looking at what are the obstacles holding you back currently and what might hold you back as you get going on this process so that you can be aware of what's coming. And it's not that it comes out of left field and it throws us totally off balance but that we can prepare and we can be, we can kind of preempt some of these things too. All right, have a great week, everybody. Here's to creating the body and life you crave even during the holidays.